0: Man, your friends are always asking you why you're doing this and why you're doing that and your parents' cultures and beliefs are always conflicting with the American ones you're growing up with. And having to balance both and still be sane, that can be a whole lot of stress. Trust me, I'd know. We all grew up with amazing cultures, beliefs, and stories, but most importantly, we all grew up differently here in the good old U.S. of A. My name's Mohamed Adderrahman, otherwise, you guys might know me as Mohamed, and that's what I usually go by. And this is my podcast, Growing Up Immigrant, where we talk about the double life of not only trying to stay in your culture, but the American one as well. Okay, so hear me out, hear me out. I'm kind of grateful for 9-11. I know, I know, I shouldn't be saying stuff like that. It's insensitive. But you got to understand my point of view and why I'm grateful. And for us to do that, we gotta go back in time. We gotta go back in time to the story of the people who created me, you know, my mom and dad, my alba hoyo, which is uh, Somali for mom and dad, basically. We gotta go back in time a pretty long while ago. So, my mom and dad, some of you know them, some of you don't, but for the sake of the story, I'm gonna tell their story. Let's start off with my mom. Her name's Rhoda. She was born in Somalia, Las Anod Somalia, which is a city in Somalia. She grew up in Somalia from a, for a little bit of her life until she was around 16. She grew up with uh, my grandma, her mom, my uncle, her brother. And literally the rest of the family. So my family is huge. Aunts, uncles, grandpas, grandmas, great uncles, great aunts, cousins. I have too many to count. I swear to God. But she grew up with all of that. So she was definitely not alone. But around the time when she was a teenager, Somalia plunged into a civil war. Causing her to have to move away to Saudi Arabia and causing her to be separated from her mom and her brother. Now, my mom grew up the rest of her life in Saudi Arabia until she came back to Kenya, which was like a decade and a half later, to live with my mom. Now, let's move on to my dad. My dad's name is Abdelkader, he was born in Ethiopia literally in the middle of effing nowhere i kid you not if i pulled up a satellite on where this dude was born it's literally in the middle of nowhere ethiopia i'm pretty sure that the where he was born is called mega but it bro it's literally nowhere let's move on he was born in ethiopia he then did not grow up in ethiopia he actually grew up in somalia And he went to school in Somalia, and he graduated high school, and a little bit after he graduated, the civil war happened, forcing him to move out of Somalia and move to Kenya. Now, this is where the story gets interesting, because my mom was supposed to leave Kenya, guess what, guess what day, guess what day? September 11th, 2001. Right before she was about to leave, the World Trade Center was attacked, causing all flights to be canceled into the U.S. and causing her visa to become expired, meaning she had to wait for a new one. A couple months after that happened, she met my dad. And then, like a year later, they got married. And then, a couple months after, November 16th, 2003 my mom and dad had me their first kid now i'm not saying that like you know i'm super grateful for 9-11 because a bunch of people died but i am saying you gotta hear me out that if 9-11 didn't happen my mom would have never met my dad meaning you guys would have never had this podcast meaning What would you be listening to right now? I am altering your life. (laughs) Off topic. (laughs) So, like I said, I was born in Kenya, my mom's Somali, my dad's Ethiopian. So, yeah, my family's just generally kinda all over the place, you know? I'm never really alone in East Africa. But, back on topic... My mom got her visa a little bit after when I was like a year old. Not only did she get her visa this time, but so did I, forcing her to take me with her and us moving to America. When we first got to America, we lived in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh boy. My mom didn't really like it down there. I kind of wish we stayed down there. Man, it's so warm down there and fun. But... She didn't really like it because one, didn't really have any Somali people down there, so she didn't really feel comfortable. And two, it was just kind of like dry, you know? So, a little bit after she was looking for a new place to live, my mom realized her own brother lived up here in Minnesota. She said, whatever, let's pack it up and move to Minnesota, kiddo. At the time my mom was pregnant with my sister, she's low-key irrelevant, let's forget her, she doesn't come until, until later, but yeah, we packed it up, moved it to very cold Midwestern Minnesota, which I didn't get a say in, I mean, I was one at the time, but I feel like I should have gotten a say, you know, because I'm pretty sure one-year-old me was pretty smart, I'm assuming so, you know, because it's It's Momad man. What can I say? So after me and my mom trekked it up to Minnesota, land of 10,000, well, 11,000 lakes, I'm pretty sure now, my mom loved it up here. There was a good amount of culture. She felt safer, better. She had family up here, especially her brother, my uncle. And she just overall just kind of loved this place because... It was just homey, I guess. It was the Midwestern vibe she loved. So, this is where I grew up. For a little bit, at least. Minnesota. Minneapolis, Minnesota. South side. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Is where I'm from. I lived in a lot of neighborhood. But growing up, I mostly lived in uh, Riverside and Franklin Avenue. Man. Those are very legendary places. One day, they're going to be in the history books, man. Mark my word. Those places I lived, Cedar Riverside and Franklin Avenue, I'm telling you, they're going to be in the history books because of me. But off topic, I grew up in Minnesota for like the next four to five years. And in between that time, my mom had my sister. Now, my sister's name is Asha. Super smart, super chill kid. Lover, best sibling I could have asked for. Enough with the cringy relationships and whatnot. Whatever. She's my sister. We get it. But me and my sister grew up. We were very close. We were only two years apart. And when I was younger, I swear I loved her to death. I wouldn't let a fly touch her. And it's still the same now, but maybe less. I guess we'll find out. But while growing up in Minnesota, Even though everybody around us, our family, friends, everything was Somali, our culture was never really taught to us. I mean, yes, we went to Sunday school and they taught us our religion, but not really our culture. So me and my sister grew up not not knowing Somali. We went to school, we learned English, and I think my mom had it. When she realized she couldn't understand us. So, Lord bless my mom for taking us back to Kenya. And oh boy, this is what I like to call the Africa Ark. Now, sometime in 2007, my mom brought me and my sister to Kenya. Kenya. Now, this was my sister's first time. It was also kind of like my first time because I didn't really remember anything. Because mind you, I was only a year old when we left Kenya. So I didn't remember anything. This was basically like our first time in Kenya. And my mom brought us to stay with our grandma, which is her mom, and our dad, and just a bunch of other family members who lived in the neighborhood. When I tell you we had a huge family support system but did not know anybody. It's like it's like giving someone a million dollars in another currency and telling them to spend it in the US. It's literally ridiculous. Like I had no clue. Me and my sister basically had no clue what to do. We didn't know Somali, so we couldn't really speak. We didn't know Oromo, which is the language they speak in Ethiopia. We didn't know Swahili. We only knew, like, English, and we didn't know it that well because we were kids. So we kind of just sat there. I remember my first month in Kenya. So vividly, it was crazy. When I tell you it was crazy, bro, it was crazy. Trust. We sat inside the entire month. I know. It goes stupid, but, <laughs> but we literally stayed inside because we, we, we weren't, nobody wanted to let us out because we didn't know anything. We weren't like smart enough at the time. I was still developing my uh, famous common sense, which is a very good characteristic of mine. I'd like to say my sibling, not so much. Okay, guys. So, I just spent the past four minutes recording in my closet saying amazing stuff. Amazing, amazing. You know, I was like so proud of myself while talking. And all for it to not have been recording. The audio did not pick up. So, this is very frustrating. But I'm going to say it all again. So, we're going to fast forward a little bit because. If you guys want me to talk about my Kenya stories and my adventures, I'm going to have to do an entire different episode, and it's probably going to be like 45 minutes long. I'm going to be honest. There's too many stories I can tell and too many adventures. So if you guys really want to hear my Kenya stories, leave a comment. Tell me at school. Tell me you want to hear a new episode where it's talk about what I what happened in Kenya and what I did in Kenya. But... We're going to fast forward. So from 2010, when my mom brought us, to 2013, so about three and a half years later almost, we went back to Minnesota. Now, Kenya was different. It was, it was interesting. We did a whole lot of stuff. I, we became religious. We became cultural. We learned Somali and Swahili. We were fluent. We learned a little bit of Arabic. We knew a little bit of English so going back to minnesota was interesting this is where i'd like to say the culture crash begins because not only did i have to pick up a new culture i had to keep my old culture as well which became super difficult and stressful and i had to stay sane yeah that was going to be a lot needed out of me so I learned so much in Minnesota throughout the years I learned to you know, have fun I learned to literally not stand too long at a water fountain because you're drinking one, two, three, go I wanted to punch that kid, man I was like, let me drink my water, bruh so I learned so much new etiquette and that things weren't the same as Africa, I had to be a bit more I guess, like strict to myself I had to be more controlled in Africa you could just basically just do a lot of things and nobody would really care because it's not their business but here in Minnesota it's like everybody wants a piece of your beeswax and it's just annoying that's what I'm gonna say so growing up in Kenya was way more fun than growing up here in Minnesota I will 100% say that even though I got my behind whooped at school every day you know discipline i still liked kenya more than minnesota and still having to pick up these two cultures and balance them both at the same time and still be sane became a lot and it became so stressful and over the years i've dealt with racism i've dealt with stereotypes i've dealt with ignorant people So ignorant it just it literally stings every nerve in your body and you just want to chillax You just don't want to do anything but The thing is having a different culture makes you a target it makes you stand out and To some people standing out or sticking out like a sore thumb is not a good thing but in my book your differences my differences Makes us who we are. It makes us special. It makes us the people we are today. And without our differences. There wouldn't be. No interesting people whatsoever. So I say. Let's look at our skin color. Let's look at our culture. Let's look at our religion. Let's look at our history. This makes us the people we are today. And make, and it's just. Way better than just ignoring all of it. So. This is what I'm going to talk about throughout my podcast. Growing up immigrant, the struggles you had to deal with, the differences you started to maybe hate, but now you love so much you would never let them go. Growing up immigrant is my podcast, and I can't wait to introduce you guys to so many new people.